All right, let's have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And we wanted to start off, Vaughn, I think, by talking a little bit about what's going on in Alberta because we're watching. And really, there's some lessons here for BC, too, because it's not like we didn't do a little bit about what Alberta did. Yeah, you know, I was struck by uh, the chief medical officer for Alberta, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, coming out this week and saying, hey, I got it wrong. You know, she was very candid about it. She said that they they misjudged the Delta variant and how transmissible it would be. And the other thing she said, which I thought was really interesting, was she said she thinks they sent the wrong message to the Alberta public. They relaxed the restrictions, and the public went, hey, it's over, right? And, you know, I thought that it was refreshing to hear that, from the public health officer. Yes. You don't expect them to get everything right. You do appreciate it, in my view, when they come out and say, here's where we got it wrong. We realized we sent the wrong message to people that they thought it was over and they relaxed. They put down their guard and the, we know what happened. I would say, to some degree, that is what happened in British Columbia. When Dr. Bonnie Henry relaxed the, max, the, the mask mandate at the end of June when Premier John Horgan came out and started trumpeting the third and the fourth phase of the restart, I think it sent a similar message to British Columbia that uh, you can relax your guard, the thing is over, and I think that's one of the reasons that the case count took off here. The provinces are different. Alberta has a bigger problem than B.C. does, but I will give... Dr. Hinshaw credit for doing something that, to be candid, Dr. Bonnie Henry has trouble doing, which is Hinshaw admitted, point blank, we got it wrong, we sent the wrong message. I think that adds to her credibility on this one, actually. Yeah, I would agree with you on that, because it, it's hard for them to... In BC, we haven't heard, ever heard that, like, oh, we should have done X. Yeah, and look, Simi, I mean, go back to this time last year when... John Horgan was scheming for a, a snap election, and the second wave was starting. Uh, go back to the beginning of this year when BC was in denial about the third wave for a while. Look, uh, when it's all over, we'll have a postmortem on all this. I hope it'll be independent and all the lessons that can be learned. But I think our premier and our public health officials would have more credibility if they would look British Clemens in the eye and say, hey, we're doing pretty good. Yes, we are. But here's where we got it wrong, and here's where we need to be more careful going forward. It isn't enough to just blame the unvaccinated for our problems. Yeah. Uh, there is a problem in terms of messaging from the government about where we need to be careful, where we shouldn't relax our guard, and I think there is a history of premature victory celebrations in this province. I think that's a very wise thing for us to keep in mind. Uh, so, so there's that going on in Alberta, but let's. we also wanted to get an update on this whole cruise ship industry situation because, Vaughn, every time I think, oh, okay, that's what we're dealing with, it, it changes again. It changes again, and every time it comes up, Premier John Horgan goes, ah, this is no big deal. So uh, this week we had uh, Don Young, who is the... Uh, actually the longest, current longest-serving member of the U.S. Congress. He's a congressman from Alberta, uh, Alaska. And he has a piece of legislation that would allow 
uh, cruise ships to permanently bypass BC ports. They wouldn't have to stop here anymore. Right now, they're temporarily exempted under U.S. law from having to stop here. Uh, going forward, they would be have a permanent exemption. So Premier John Horgan goes on with uh, Jazz Joe Hall on CKNW on Tuesday, and he discounts the threat, uh, takes a shot at the congressman, and he says, um, you know what, I've been talking to Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alberta. I've been on the phone with her. She understands the importance of the relationship between B.C. and Alaska, and she's our friend, and I can work with her. Well, that line of defense for the premier doesn't even last 24 hours because midday Wednesday, um, Senator Murkowski comes out and says pretty much the same thing as Don Young said. British Columbia, Canada, is effectively holding the Alaska cruise ship industry hostage. And we don't want Canada to have a veto over our cruise ship industry anymore. So we're going to make this exemption permanent. Cruise ships out of Seattle on the Alaska run won't have to stop in B.C. anymore. So she may be our friend and see yeah. all kinds of wonder. <laughs> you know, what is that? So now we've got two pieces of legislation, and you know how the American system works. Uh, congressmen, uh, congresswomen, they propose legislation. Senators do. If, if it passes one house, they get together, they combine them. These pieces of legislation, Simi, are actually quite creative. We shouldn't be mocking them, and we certainly shouldn't be dismissing them. We should be impressed with the effort the Americans are putting into this. Congressman Young's proposal, Simi, is that instead of stopping in B.C. ports, the cruise ships would have to stop in ports or terminals in Alaska owned by Alaskan natives, by the indigenous people from Alaska, oh. native corporations. Americans call it tribal, but, you know, that's their term, right? So that's, that's a pretty creative idea. In fact, it it's is. the sort of thing that, you know, John Horgan ought to admire. He's trying to reach out to indigenous people. Senator Murkowski is creative as well. You know, the American law that requires the ships to stop here was designed to encourage the construction of ships in the United States. So what it says is a foreign-built ship, and that's the entire fleet of cruise ships, can't go between two U.S. ports without stopping somewhere else. This is to encourage ship construction in the United States. So Senator Murkowski's bill says that... Uh, for now, uh, big cruise ships would be exempt uh, from having to stop in Canadian ports. But if the U.S. shipbuilding industry starts building cruise ships, the exemption would end. The, only the American-built ships would get the exemption. So there's an incentive in there to create jobs in the States. And I look at these bills and I go, well... You know, this thing should be taken seriously. I don't understand why John Horgan does not take it seriously. Neither do I, because now it would seem to me the gloves are off. Like, yeah. we, we know exactly what the intentions are on the other side. Like, we need to push back. Yes, and Simi, the record, and, and this really comes out in dealing with the staff for these American politicians, is, hey, we tried to work with Canada before bringing any of the legislation in in the spring for the temporary exemption, the Alaskan congressional delegation wrote Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and copies to Premier John Horgan and said, we're bothered that you have closed your ports 
to our cruise ships without even talking to us. Let's talk. There are ways we could work around this, and they never heard back. So, you know, there is a a long tradition of America bashing in this province, and there's a fair amount of it in the NDP. And so, you know, the first reaction is knee-jerk, how dare the Americans? But look, they tried. And I think they're still open to workarounds, although looking ahead, it's harder to see a workaround now because the Americans have learned that the easiest thing to do is just to bypass British Columbia rather than even trying to talk to us because they have trouble even getting us on the phone, never mind getting us to answer their letters. This almost goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of this segment, and that is being able to admit when you're wrong and doing something about it. Yeah, no, and the Premier's still not into that. And look, uh, you know, John Horgan in general, is held in fairly high regard by British Columbians because this is not how he normally operates. He is respectful in his dealings and open to conversations, and he deals with people that haven't always agreed with him over the years with respect all the time. This dealing on the cruise ship industry is, to me, an outlier, and I'm having trouble. I talked to a colleague in the press gallery yesterday, and we both talked about this at some length, which is, why is his approach so disrespectful, and why is he so badly briefed on this issue? And it's hard to figure out. It is hard to figure out. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver 